0: Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As an Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I will be reviewing 1985's Just One of the Guys. Hi, guys, and welcome to the show, and happy 2021 to everybody. made it out of 2020 alive what a disastrous year that was (laughs) good lord uh but like the less we talk about 2020 the better we we gotta put 2020 in our rearview mirror let's move on to 2021 and let's do everything that we wanted to do we gotta ride this motherfucker till the wheels fall off we gotta fuck 2020 raw with no condom no pullout we're gonna birth us a success baby. Everybody in 2021 will birth them a success baby. Let's get to it. Um I took a break over over Christmas and New Year's because I needed a little I needed a little time. I needed some time to myself. I had family over you know, and that was exhausting, I ate all that good holiday food, that's exhausting, Uh, so, (laughs) and I watched a couple of movies that I'm gonna review, not really review, but I got thoughts on, because everybody else had their thoughts, and I wanna talk about everybody's thoughts on my thoughts on, uh, I just confused myself, so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna talk about i got reviews on uh wonder woman 1984 and Soul. like i said not reviews i shouldn't say reviews these are thoughts these are my thoughts or what i thought about these movies i'm gonna start off with soul because well both these movies i'm not not gonna say the least controversial but because both these movies have their controversies for some reason because you know. In in the new in the new century, we gotta have a controversy about something. People just can't like anything. It can't just be, oh, I like this or oh I like that or without explaining themselves. But I guess if I guess if we didn't explain ourselves, I wouldn't have this podcast. So this podcast is pretty much just me explaining Movies, so I I, I I just kicked myself in the ass with that one, didn't I? But moving along, um, I want to talk about Soul. Let's talk about Soul. Uh, it's a movie that I've watched a couple of times. uh My wife has watched it at least twenty times. <laughs> so, I it's here and there. I I want to say I watched it maybe twice or three times. Either between two or three times I've watched Soul. Uh, but just to get a grasp on it, because the first time I watched it, the, my first viewing of Soul, I didn't really care for it. I didn't really care for it. Watched it a second time. Mm, liked it a little bit more. Watched, I, th- I think I watched it a third time. And same, same feelings. You know, uh... Uh, I think the second, I think the third time, either the second or the third time, I think that's why I had to watch it a third time, because I think the second time, I kind of fell asleep on it, kind of fell asleep on it, woke up, had to rewind it, watch it again, then I watched it a third time, but the, the, sleepy, the sleepy version of it, I liked a little bit more for some reason, I woke up, rewind it, watched it again, I was like, hmm, I kind of like it a little bit more. And then I watched it the third time. I was like, mm, feel the same like the second time. Yeah, I like it a little bit more. But uh the first time, it was like I think uh this movie suffered from from hype. You know, because the movie was supposed to cuz the movie was supposed to come out in June and then like you kept getting these trailers. You kept getting these trailers. You know, like and you're like, "Oh, oh wow, these this is going to be a great movie. This is going to be a great movie. Didn't didn't live up to my expectations. You know, I expect, I know a lot of people were like, oh God, I love this movie. It's great. You know, uh, why did I sound like Donald Trump there? I don't know why. I was like, I love this movie. This movie is a great friend of mine. I go to his house all the time. It's exquisite. It's wonderful. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, I had, uh, I had expectations for this movie and my expectations weren't met. It's pretty much, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think the art is amazing. I think the, uh, dialogue is amazing. Uh, the voice actors, the voice acting is the best voice acting I've heard in a while. Uh, Jamie Foxx put his foot in, uh, his character, Joe Gardner, Tina Fey is unrecognizable. Uh, there was another, uh, uh, voice in here. There was a couple of voices I had to, I actually had to look up, um, because I didn't know that Alice Braga played one of the, uh, played one of the, cause like there's, there's these group of like, like ethereal beings called Jerry's. Alice Braga played one of the Jerry's cause I was like, I know it was somebody with a, with a Hispanic accent. But I didn't know who. I was like, which Hispanic actress is this? And I had to look it up. I was like, oh, it's Alice Braga. Okay. Uh, Alice Braga, you may know her from I Am Legend. She was recently in The New Mutants also. Uh, and she's also the star of Queen of the South, which is a USA show. Uh, that was her. She's she's like the main Jerry. Uh, there was another one I didn't know was uh, Richard, uh, Richard Richard Iode from... Uh, What's that show he's on? God dang, it's the the show about the computers. <laughs> I can't remember the show. But he was also in that other movie. I remember in this I remember him in this other movie called The Watch with Ben Stiller and uh Vince Vaughn and Jonah Hill. Uh, he's the he's the black guy in that. Uh and uh trying to remember, but like he's most famous for the computer show. I uh is it called the It Crowd? I think it's the It Crowd. Uh he's on that show, The It Crowd or the it crowd like he's mostly known for that show uh but yeah his voice is unrecognizable uh i didn't even know that was him i had to look it up i was like yo that's him so like a lot of there was a lot of unrecognizable you got graham norton in here graham norton is in here i didn't know the character that he played was graham norton david diggs i didn't know that david diggs was in here he plays a character his voice is unrecognizable a lot of unrecognizable voice quest love i didn't know that quest love was in this movie <laughs> you know like that's like i say like you look up a lot of these voices and it's gonna shock you the only voices i knew jamie foxx uh if i didn't know it was jamie foxx i wouldn't know it was jamie foxx because his voice it, it, like he's unrecognizable also um but who else i know felicia rashad her voice was recognizable and, uh, Angela Bassett's voice was recognizable. Those were the only two voices that I knew. Oh, and Donnell Rollins. Donnell Rollins is in here as, uh, Dez, the barbershop owner. Uh, those are the only two, those are the only three voices that just stand out. I was just like, cause Donnell Rollins, you know, Donnell Rollins' voice. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, that's Donnell Rollins. His voice is just recognizable, you know, <laughs> but he did a great job. He did a great job. He did a great job emoting and acting, you know, I could see a little bit more of this because at first, because like the character looks like Lil Rel, (laughs) Dez. the character looks like Lil Rel, so you think Lil Rel's voice is going to come out of that character, but then Donnell Rollins' voice comes out of that character, you're like, oh shit, that's Donnell Rollins, good for Donnell Rollins coming up, he's a funny comedian, if you haven't checked out Donnell Rollins' stand-up comedy, go check it out, man, he's funny as hell, uh, check out his Breakfast Club, uh, appearances, he's funny on there too, you know, like, just, just uh, n- 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 high praise for Donnell Rollins, man, funny comedian, not a lot of people know him, underrated, go check out some more Donnell Rollins, um, but yeah, this movie here, so, uh, like I said, it didn't meet up to my expectations, the story was, n- the story did not catch my attention, the story did not catch my attention. There's going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now, you don't have Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you have Disney+, Plus, go see the movie. Watch the movie. What are you doing? You know? But, um, anyway. Um. Anyway. Uh, the story did not catch my attention. Uh, the, um... Uh, Joe dies like nine minutes and 45 seconds into the movie. I want to say, I think I timed it right. Nine minutes and 45 seconds into the movie. Joe dies. He becomes a soul. Uh, This is not that like, that's not the last time he's in his, he's, his, 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 I'm just going to say it's not the last time his body is shown. I'm not gonna say that's the last. This is the last time in his body. I'm just gonna say this is not the last time his body is shown. I'm gonna say that. Um, but yeah, he 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 goes up to the to goes to the great beyond or the great before. He goes to the great before because he doesn't want to go to the great beyond because if you go to the great beyond, you're done. You turn into a little ball of light and they like electrocute your ass and you're done. You're like you're 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 ether. You're in the universe. But um, the Great Before is where babies come from in this universe. So he goes to the Great Before. And he's trying to to get back to Earth. Because the Great Before is the only way you can get back to Earth. But you have to mentor somebody. So you have to mentor one of the babies. One of the baby souls. So they can get an Earth badge and go to Earth. They got to find what's called their spark. And then they go... To Earth. So, Joe is trying to con his way back to Earth, pretty much. He gets hooked up with 22, played by Tina Fey. And, um... He get, and he, like, he tries to, like, sucker her into giving the Earth bash. But 22 is a problem. You know, she doesn't want to go to Earth. You know, so, like, she just frustrates everybody in order to stay in the great before. But they, uh... But then again, but then, um, Joe finds a way, Joe finds a way to earth. He finds a way to earth, uh, with, uh, a character played by Graham Norton. He, they talk about being in the zone and like, there's a place where like, you go to the zone and your brain, like your body's on earth, but your brain is in the spirit world. Pretty much. Your brain is in the spirit world and... Uh, Graham Norton's character is a person who's in the zone like his body's on earth he's a sign spinner like his he's in the zone sign spinning like his body's still on earth it's moving but his brain's not attached because he's in the zone so like his his brain goes to the other uh goes to the other world goes to the uh goes to the spirit world and so uh Graham Norton's character who I forget I forget the name of that character but um, he knows a way to get Joe's, uh, Joe's body back, get Joe's spirit back in his body. So he sees his body. It's in the hospital. He throws, uh, he throws uh, Joe. 22 comes along. And they're back on Earth. And Joe is a cat. That's right. Joe turns into a cat, and this is, this is, these trailers. This is where, like, the movie just goes. Because this this movie just goes to another level that you don't see in the trailer. Because I expected uh, this 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 moving, heartwarming tale of a man trying to live up to his father's expectations but he dies and then like they just show him going through life you know in in the spirit world and then they show him his life and he just has flashbacks and then he just starts to take it he just starts to uh take his life for granted you know or like cherish his life and then they send him back to her that's the movie i thought i was gonna get the movie i got was Jamie Foxx and a cat for 45 minutes and Tina Fey in the body of a black man. Yeah, Tina Fey's character comes back as Joe. (laughs) Tina Fey's character comes back as Joe. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) But this is the movie I got. Had some, I had expectations that it didn't meet. There's nothing I can do about that. Uh, I thought the movie was okay. Uh, Joe eventually gets his body back. Uh, twenty-two. Another thing I wanted to see. There was a couple of things I wanted to see. I wanted to see twenty-two in in a body, in her body. I wanted to see twenty-two as a baby and like maybe Joe walks walks out of the hospital and he passes like the maternity ward or some shit like that and you see. 22 in the incubator, and he knows it's 22 or some shit like that, I don't know, but maybe that's corny, maybe that's a little sappy, I don't know, I'm a sappy type of guy, Uh anyway, I thought the movie was okay, um, if I had to, if I had to rate it, I'd give it like a 3 out of 5, you know, like, it's, it's not as great as everybody says it is, but it's not a bad movie, it's an okay movie, I got a couple of chuckles out of it, uh, it held my attention, so, that was my soul review. Um, that's all about Wonder Woman 1984. This movie got everybody pissed off. Uh, this is a movie that is very controversial. Very controversial. It is... A, it was a movie that uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. Like a week before it came out or something. And then after that, the ratings started going down after people started seeing it. Which I was like, damn, I'm like, people hate this movie that much. I watched the movie, uh, I didn't watch it the day it came out. I think I watched it like the day after. Uh, got some HBO Max in my life, I'm loving it. I'm loving HBO Max, by the way. I was like, dude, they got a lot of stuff on here. I was like, I saw A Star is Born on there. I was like, dude, A Star is Born is on here? I might watch that. I was like, I might watch that after I do this podcast. I don't know. But, uh, I love that movie, A Star is Born. But, um, but, uh, it was, it was a movie that really, it's like either, it's a movie like either you really love it or you really hate it. Eh. I can't even say that because i don't love it and i don't hate it you know i don't i'm weird that way i guess because like i'm a person i'm a person where if you if, uh i'm a person where i could see a movie everybody loves i'll be like hey that ain't shit you know and then i can see a movie everybody hates i'm like yo man that's the greatest movie ever i don't i don't know i'm weird that way but uh, <laughs> i'm a weird dude but, um, but I was in the middle with this movie. I felt the same way about this movie like I felt about Soul. Uh, didn't live up to my expectations, but I'm not mad at it. You know, I thought it was an okay movie. Uh, there's a lot of people that are just, like, going too far. They're like, oh, God, Wonder is a sexual assaulter, and they... They go too hard on men. Men, they, every man's a piece of shit except for Steve Trevor. And, you know, and it was like, oh, the guy that Steve Trevor's in. Because, spoiler alert, that's how Steve Trevor comes back. Steve Trevor comes back in somebody else's body. Which is why they're calling Wonder Woman a sexual assaulter. Because she's fucking a dude that is not Steve Trevor. He just, she just thinks he's Steve Trevor. She sees Steve Trevor in this guy's body. That's how he comes back. That's the spoiler, people um and everybody's and then a couple of other things people are talking about like, oh man they didn't do cheetah work they didn't do cheetah right they only, they only got like you only get like five minutes of cheetah you know so like it's, it's a lot of people having problems with this movie and the way I see this movie is I see it as a kid's movie One Woman 84 is a kid's movie this movie is for kids five and up it, it really is like the, the way this movie is the way this movie is shot. The way is like it's very bright. The the, the tone of this movie. Uh, there's a lot of kids in this movie. Uh, there's a little black girl at the beginning of the movie that uh, Wonder Woman uh, pushes out of the way in like the like she has like a mall fight scene at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and like there's this little black girl that she uh, pushes out of the way. And like the little black girl is fascinated with her. She's like, "Wow, that movie. This movie is for her. <laughs> you know, like, that, movie, that girl had to be like seven, eight years old. You know, this movie is for her. It's for little girls, and I'm okay with that. It's for little kids. I'm okay with that. Uh, I think the, I think DC has a marketing issue. Mostly, I think they have a marketing issue because they." Marketed a movie that adults thought they would like to adults when it should have been marketing this movie to kids. Uh, Just like they did with Birds of Prey. They marketed this movie. Uh, It's all bright and shit. It looked like it should be for kids, but it's rated R. You get it? You know, DC has a marketing issue. They don't know who they're marketing to. Uh, But Wonder Woman 84, they should have pushed heavy. They should have pushed heavy heavy with birds of prey too that birds of prey should have been like pg-13 they should have birds of prey should have been marketed towards teenagers you know how much harley quinn shit they would have sold to teens you know what i mean the harley quinn dolls they would have sold to like little 10 year old girls you know i'm just saying man you know how much shit they would have sold if they would have marketed birds of prey to like pre-teens and teenagers it would have been a fucking gold mine. But no, they marketed to uh, adults in the movie bomb. So uh so that's what happened. Um, but Wonder Woman too, like they marketed to adults and the movie's not doing so well. It was like, this is a movie for kids. It's okay to be for kids. It's okay for a superhero movie not to be for me. I'm not, I'm not tripping about. It. There's a lot of people that are tripping, go, oh my god, what come Wonder Woman 84? It's like a this is like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon and I didn't like it, and blah blah blah. I'm like, it's not for you, bruh. It's not for a 35-year-old man who, who, like, still loves Wonder Woman, you know? <laughs> it's not for you. It's for, like, a little 8-year-old girl that likes Wonder Woman. That shit's for my daughter. My daughter loves Wonder Woman, you know? Like, my daughter, I, I got Wonder Woman shit. She, she watches, like, uh, DC Superhero Girls. She watches, like, all that shit. My daughter, like, adores Wonder Woman, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to, when, when she gets a little bit older and responsible, I'm going to try to get her into comics, because she loves, she loves superhero stuff, but Wonder Woman is her favorite superhero, and I really want, I like, like, this is a movie for her, you know, this is a movie she's she she enjoys, and, it, it, like, it's okay, it's okay, it's time for us, I think it really, it really, t- really it's time for us to grow up, because a lot of shit we're complaining about is shit we were complaining about when we were fucking eight. You know, Wonder Woman, like, a 35-year-old man should not be complaining about Wonder Woman. You really really shouldn't. A a, a 29-year-old man should not be complaining about fucking Wonder Woman. You know? (laughs) You know I'm just saying? I was like, I got my nostalgia. This show is a nostalgia show. You know? (laughs) This show is based off of nostalgia. But, um... But it's just... It's just... Maybe it's time to not be so hard on things that aren't for you, you know, anymore. You know, maybe it's time. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't still enjoy it, but you should enjoy it as an adult. You should enjoy it. You should lower your mind a little bit, enjoy it as a fucking kid. You know, it's. I'm like, it's okay if things are not for us. You know, like in Wonder Woman '84, it's just not for us. It's for kids and I'm okay with that, and, but, and, but as a movie, I give it, like, a, I give it, like, a two, you know, I give it a two, I'm, like, it's not the greatest movie, but then again, it's not, it's not for my brain capacity, it's for the brain capacity of an eight-year-old, so, and he just marketed it wrong, so, that's my thoughts on Wonder Woman 84, I'll be back with my review for Just One of the Guys, see you guys later. all right guys welcome back to the show talking about just one of the guys from 1985 first time i saw this movie was on hbo i think i saw it like after school uh i I had to be about seven or eight years old was the first time i've ever seen this movie uh because the movie came out in 85 i wasn't born this is actually the same year i was born (laughs) in 85 but um I didn't see it till later. I had to be about seven or eight years old. And I was watching it with my dad because my dad liked to watch a lot of '80s movies. So, so I'm very equipped in '80s movies. Um, saw this movie on HBO. There's a certain scene I want to talk about, but I'm gonna save that for the end. I'm gonna save that for the end of the end of the, end of the review. Uh, I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid. I do remember watching it a lot, because my dad watched it a lot, and I just sit there and watch the movie with him, Um, but haven't watched it, I want to say I haven't watched this movie in about over 20 years, I want to say about, I want to say probably the last time I watched this movie was like 97, 98, (laughs) I want to say, so it's been a while. Like it's been over 20 years since I've seen this movie. So, I'm revisiting it I'm revisiting it again. So, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the production of this movie. Uh the movie was written by Dennis Feldman and Jeff Franklin. Uh Jeff Franklin might be a name you recognize because Jeff Franklin is also the mastermind behind half of the TGIF lineup, like sitcoms like Full House, Perfect Strangers, and Family Matters, and I think even Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, He he became a very lucrative person in the sitcom universe. So, that's Jeff Franklin. Uh, The movie was directed by a director named Lisa Gottlieb. She didn't really go on to do a lot after this. So, this this is like her biggest accomplishment, if you say that, because this movie is pretty obscure. I don't know a lot of people that know about just one of the guys it's a very cult very low key movie it's not it's not a um it's not a it's not like the breakfast club or pretty in pink or gremlins or you know like a lot of those big budget movies in the 80s this is a very low budget under the radar type of movie um and they would play those on hbo a lot they would play because like i think like this is like still kind of like hbo trying to get uh rights to movies and stuff like that so they play a lot of movies from the 80s so that's how i grew up that's how i grew up with a lot of this stuff you know so i grew up with a lot of 80s shit so i I know a lot about i know a lot about the fucking 80s but let's get on to the plot the plot of the movie since a lot of people probably don't know about this movie uh, if you're listening to this review, this is probably the first time you ever heard of this movie. If you're clicking on this review, you're probably like, just one of the guys. What's that? Let me click, click. And you're like, I don't know what that is. you know? So <laughs> I'm going to give you guys the plot. The plot of this movie is about a young girl named Terry. She's a journalist at her local high school. But her articles aren't taken seriously because she looks so good. She's smoking hot. And uh, so she goes undercover as a boy journalist at another high school to prove that she's a good writer so she can get a summer internship at a local newspaper. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I had a hard time paying attention to the plot because the lead girl played by Joyce Heinzer is she's hot as fuck. I'm going to say she's a hot piece of ass. I, I, I hate being vulgar. I ain't being vulgar like that, but when I talk about women, but she's a hottie. Uh, her body is banging. I mean, and I think the I think the people that made this movie know that because, like, the first scene of her is her in a t-shirt and panties. She has, like, a little, like, fucking, like, kind of, like, a halter top, like, sp- like spaghetti strap shirt on where you can see her fucking belly. And she has, like, these little eeny-weeny panties on. And, like, that's the first scene of her is her sleeping in bed with no covers on, by the way. No covers on. And they're, like, scanning her body head to toe. Like, they really do, like, exploit her sexuality a lot. She even does, like, a little stretch when she gets out of bed. And you're like, God, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It made my... It made my nether regions engorged. I'm not gonna... I'm, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh... You know... <laughs> shout out to Drax. Uh... But, uh... Yeah... But, yeah, man. They really do exploit this girl's sexuality a lot. Uh... Cause, like, there's even, like, a really pervy scene with one of her teachers. Like, talking about how hot she is. You know, and he's talking about... Hey, look... I want her to... I want her to get held back for another year. Like, you could not do that today. Could not have a scene... Where a teacher is talking about how hot the student is, like there's a lot of there's too many fucking teacher student sex scandals, you know uh, uh, these days you 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 can't do that. You, you, it will not happen today. Uh, it, it's it, like that's a no no. That's a that's a freaking no no. But uh, also something that you wouldn't see today is uh, Terry has a college boyfriend she's 17 and she's with a dude in college and the motherfucker looks like he's 30 they say he's in college but he looks like he's 30 this motherfucker looks like he could be working on wall street he looks like a yuppie uh he looks like a goddamn yuppie uh but they said that's her college boyfriend and i'm like dude like that's something else you can't do today. There's a lot of you can't do that today in this movie. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> a lot of you can't do this today in this movie. Uh Terry also has a brother named Buddy. Another you can't do that. Buddy is a whole bunch. Buddy is oh my god, Buddy. Buddy is a whole bunch of you can't do that today. Cuz first of all, Buddy's really fucking annoying and He looks like a future date rapist. Uh, there's a scene in this movie, uh, where, uh, there's a girl named Sandy that, uh, has a crush. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I'm jumping, I'm jumping back and forth. Uh, when, uh, Terry becomes a boy, when Terry becomes a boy, there's this girl named Sandy that's attracted to him, her, and, uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna say attracted to him, her, and, she goes over to Terry's house, Terry the Boy, and she shows up unannounced when Terry the girl is getting ready for a date with her boyfriend. And so Terry the girl has to turn into Terry the boy. And um, and so in order to distract Terry the girl's boyfriend. Uh, or distract the girl, the, t- t- distract the girl that Terry the boy likes, let's say that. She sends her brother Buddy up there. She pretty much, because uh, Terry wrong too. Terry, Terry, all types of wrong too, because Terry pretty much sets this girl up to get raped. Because <laughs> she just tells her brother, hey, there's a hot girl upstairs. What are you waiting for? And he just goes up there and, with the intentions to have sex with this girl. This girl doesn't even know him. By the way, this girl doesn't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> and he's just like, "Hey, my dicks here. You want it?" You know? <laughs> I was like, "Dude, I was like, this is a movie that cannot be done today. It cannot be done." I was like, this, like and every girl he walks up to, He's just like, "Hey, you want to he just pretty much, "Hey, you want to have sex?" You know, like you want to do it? You wanna do it? Can I help you to some dick? You know, that's pretty much Buddy. That's Buddy. Uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, Terry as a boy. Terry uh, was actually a convincing teenage boy. She was as convincing of a teenage boy as she could be. Let's just say that. Uh, she kinda looked like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> she kinda looked like Daniel's son from the Karate Kid. But, yeah, she, she looked... Cause she actually looked like a real teenage boy unlike a lot of the teenage boys that are in this movie when they look like the goddamn 45 years old but uh you know if they look like the 45 she actually looked like a convincing like teenage boy she didn't have bass in her voice she was kind of she was kind of tiny she was kind of short you know she had like she had she looked like a baby in the face you know, so like she was a very convincing teenage boy, but the um, uh, Joyce Heinzer is not the greatest actress. <laughs> you know, she you could tell when uh, when she's acting, you can tell like you can hear the lines, you don't really hear her. A lot of people in this movie ain't that good, really, you know, because um, Buddy is not that great of an actor, you know. I, 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 I used to question why as a kid, I used to question, like, "Why well, I don't see these people anymore. Everybody in this movie doesn't get any work. <laughs> and, I look at this movie as an adult, and I'm like, I see why everybody in this movie doesn't get any work. You know, they're terrible. Uh, Joyce Heinzer is, uh, she's fine. She's a fine, fine, super fine woman. Uh, Bruce Springsteen actually used to date her, actually. Fun fact. That's a fun fact. Bruce Springsteen had that. So, uh but, yeah, I'm like, Joyce, Joyce Hines, she, she still looks good today, I've seen a picture of her today, she, she still looks good, she's still a good looking woman, uh, uh it, it must be all that kosher food, you know, cause she's, cause she's Jewish, so, like, she must be all that kosher food, cause she looks damn good still, at like 60, I think she's 60 now, <laughs> she looks damn good, uh, Let's talk about my man, Billy Zabka. Billy Zabka's in here as the, uh, as the bully. Uh, what's his name? I forgot his name All right, Greg. Like, <laughs> he's in here as the bully Greg. Poor Billy Zabka. Billy Zabka just gets fucking typecast, typecast, typecast. Uh, cause I only remember him from two movies. I remember him from this movie. And I remember him from, uh, god dang it, Karate Kid. That's the most th- famous thing he did. You know, he's on Cobra Kai now. Uh, for, for the youngsters who don't know who Billy Zapka is, he's Johnny on Cobra Kai. Um, but yeah, man, dude just keeps getting typecast as a bully. That, I'm starting to wonder why I haven't seen him in like 30 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to say like, cause this is like the last movie I've seen him in I haven't seen him in anything else except Cobra Kai like when Cobra Kai came up I was like oh okay there's Billy Zapka again (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah dude dude just got typecast I feel sorry for Billy I feel very sorry for Billy Karate Kid you can say Karate Kid's a blessing and a curse cause it ruined his career it gave him a career then it ruined it then it it brought it back you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because Cobra Kai is everybody's favorite show now uh, but anyway uh, later in this movie Terry falls for a boy named Rick I say boy in uh, quotation marks uh, <laughs> falls, for, falls for a boy named Rick Rick looks like he could be the lead singer of a new wave band he's like he's got like the, the mop top hair he dresses weird and he's kinda he's kinda mopey and depressing you know but like I said I call him a boy because the motherfucker looks 35 in the face he probably was 35 who knows uh you know and that was a problem that was a problem I had with this movie too that was another problem I had with this movie because like this movie is supposed to be about high school kids yet there are no adults present uh Terry and Buddy's parents not there to, they explain away that uh Terry I, I guess they come from a single mother because they don't mention their dad but uh Terry's Terry and Buddy's mom or oh she's away on vacation I guess because like they got like two phone calls with her that you don't hear uh, and they talk to her they treat her like shit. You know like the two like they they, they say all types of things to their mom on the phone where it's like yo that's a that's a that's a slap to the face in my house uh like when i was a kid i could not talk to my i could not talk to my mom like that but um yeah there's no adults present. you see rick's mom for a split second though like rick has a mom um you, there's a couple of there's, there's a coach that's there for co- comedic effect there's a janitor that's there for comedic effect uh there's one like black teacher there's a black female teacher Uh, she's there for like a couple minutes and you got like, um, like I said, you got that pervy teacher that was talking about how hot Terry was. And then you got, uh, Terry's, uh, journalist teacher. Uh, those are all the adults. There's not a lot of adults. There's like a lot of things like there's no adults roaming the hall. There's no adults in the cafeteria. There's a lot of cafeteria scenes. You don't see any adults in the cafeteria. Greg, played by Billy Zabka, Greg is just running roughshod in the cafeteria. He's fucking bullying kids, taking their lunch and throwing it in their lap, like flipping the tables over and all this shit. And nobody stops, nobody stops Greg. You know, Greg just runs loose in the cafeteria. Like No, there are no goddamn chaperones. I say chaperones. There's no like cafeteria monitors like, you know how there's a teacher, because I was a teacher, I was a teacher for a short period of time, and, like, adults were everywhere, we, we had to be everywhere, we had to be in the cafeteria, we had to be on the yard, even in, even, like, in, like, I, t- I, I taught in middle school for a little bit, even in middle school, like, even, like, you had to be, like, on, 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 on the yard, you had to be in the cafeteria, you had to be on the halls, I was, like, a hall monitor for a little bit, you're, like, I had to be in the halls telling the kids to go to school you know, i go in class, I'm like, hey, go to class, go, just go, um, and, like, he's, like, there's no way this school, so I call bullshit, I call bullshit on this school, because adults are present everywhere in the school, because, like I said, I taught for a little while, and I had to be everywhere, it was like, oh, we need you in the cafeteria, Mr. Ford, Oh, we need you on the yard, Mr. Ford. Oh, we need you to we need you to do detention, Mr. Ford. We need you to be in the halls, making sure the kids get to school, Mr. Ford. Get in class, Mr. Ford. You know, like you they had you doing everything. Everything. Okay, like sometimes I had to aid like we need you to aid in such and such's class, Mr. Ford. Like, you know, doing everything. You're doing everything as a teacher. So, I call bullshit on this. Even in high school. Even when I went to high school, there was fucking adults everywhere. Everywhere. So, I call bullshit on this. But I guess you don't need the adults because, like, all the kids look like they're in their fucking 30s. So, I guess they're like, man, they grown. They could take care of (laughs) themselves. so, (laughs) I guess that was that. But, overall, this movie uh, was, yeah. You know but like this movie was really trying to like be a message for like women's lives. you know because like there's like certain things that terry says she's like how come because like her i think like she was talking about her talking to her brother her brother is like a fucking pervert and like he's got like all these like naked women on his uh wall and shit and she was like see this is why i can't get ahead in the world Because of this, all you want to see is tits and ass, and I have a brain, and blah, 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 blah and all this shit. And, like, they try to do that. They try to be feminist, because this movie was made by a woman. They try to be feminist, but it misses the mark altogether, because they still do things that are just so fucking just misogynist. Like, even the way they treat Terry is misogynist, they make a couple of gay jokes uh, at the, at the expense of Terry, you know, and cause like Terry has a crush on Rick, but like she's pretending, she's pretending to be friends with Rick as a boy and Rick thinks that Terry is gay. So like, there's a couple of gay jokes at that expense. There's some trans, like you gotta say transgender jokes, you know, in here, uh, kinda, but, uh, like there's like there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. There's a lot of things wrong with this movie. Like they missed the boat completely with this movie. And uh it's it's like it's very of its time. It's very, very of its time. Uh let's talk about the scene. The most famous scene in the movie. Uh where uh Terry reveals to Rick that she's a girl and she's in love with him. Um in order to prove that, Terry pops her titties out, folks. She just pops them out. Just she's she's got a suit on. She's got a suit on, and she has to tell that like he think like Rick thinks that Terry's gay. He's like, you're gay. I know. It's okay. Uh, and uh, she was like, Nah, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a girl. And he was like, Yeah, right. Prove it. And then she just pops them titties out. Man, I gotta tell you, at seven or eight years old, whenever I saw this movie, that was the time I became a man, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that was the first time, that was the first time I ever saw titties, that's the first time I ever saw boobs, uh, I I haven't seen boobs before that, and they just sprung those boobs on me at seven years old, and I'm like, yo, Yeah, I I think this is the way to go. I think I like women, you know, so (laughs) I think I like women. Terry's tits made me a man. That's all I have to say about that. But other than that, this movie is very middle of the road and it misses the mark of what it's trying to say completely. Much like another movie that I'm probably going to save for later that's very, very offensive. I'll save that one for later. You, you, you'll see it when you see it. But other than that. Um, yeah man. I give this movie a 3 out of 5 man. It's very middle of the road. It's not terrible. But it's not the greatest thing in the world. Um, join me next week. When I review. nineteen ninety eight Ringmaster. Yes. Ringmaster. The Jerry Springer movie. I'm doing that one next. So, stay tuned. Also, if you want to keep up with me, follow me on Instagram at I Watch This As An Adult. And also follow the the I Watch This As An Adult YouTube page. And also follow the I Watch This As An Adult Facebook page. Keep giving me those five stars on Apple. And listen to me on Spotify. And also Radio Public. Radio Public helps a lot too. Listen to me on Radio Public. If you want to, like I say, if you want to donate, you can donate on Radio Public. A little goes a long way to helping me get to where I want to go. So, until next time, peace everybody.